0: and welcome to the Phantom Zone, your one-stop shop for all things nerdy. If you like what you hear today, you can listen to our other episodes and a whole range of nerdy topics on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and now on SoundCloud. My name is Chris Buick, and I'm joined only by Toby this time. How are you, Toby?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I think we're going to be in for a treat now. We're we're not going to be interrupted or anything (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to hold our own on this side of the podcast.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean... Ian, Ian. Ian has a lot of very valid opinions, but he does like to talk, doesn't he? Um, <laughs> I love you, Ian. I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, we're just joking. We love you. We're bro. only joking. We love you. Uh, Ian and Simone can't unfortunately be with us this week. They are taking a very well earned break. Jetty, jet setting off somewhere nice, um, but they will be lazy. But I know, right? No commitment. I mean, I missed the last one, so you know, I can't really tell. You're 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 becoming Mister Consistent here, Toby.
1: Once in my life, it's got to come up somewhere.
0: Yeah, well, here it, here it is. Here it is. Yep. <laughs> it, yeah, like I said the other day, you're the hero we need and deserve. So, <laughs> Aww. Uh, um So normally this would be our episode where we talk about The Last of Us TV show, the latest episode. But because uh, Ian and Simone aren't here, we figured we'd wait for them. And we will be releasing that episode probably tomorrow on Tuesday. Um. But for now, Toby and I have obviously been discussing episodes with Ian and Simone and been discussing the video game which both of us have played, which Ian and Simone uh, as of yet haven't. I say as of yet because I'm determined to get them to play it at one point. It's a uh, must for all It's a guys. must. It's an absolute must. It's a must for everybody who plays games. Um, so Toby and I thought we'd get together and we'd talk about The Last of Us video game, where it all began, which... Takes us back 10 years to 2013. Do you remember 2013,
1: Toby? Oh, God, it just feels like it was forever ago. I know. Wow. It's Time doesn't so mean depressing anything. When anymore. You look at it. It's so depressing.
0: <laughs> God, 10 years. The world was a very different place then. Yeah, um, so, yeah, we thought we'd talk about that. Um, obviously, for people who haven't played the game, who are listening to this, and maybe want to, having watched the TV show, get into the game, which they have, as we've just said, they absolutely should. Or for those who have, um, played the game before numerous times again like me and toby and we just want to trip down memory lane so we're going to talk about our first memories of the game it's kind of legacy and impact on video games and then just go into maybe a a bit more detail about the comparisons we've seen between the video game and the tv show today um will we're going to do our best to avoid spoilers for obviously the ending of the game because obviously the show hasn't ended yet and obviously we'll be not really touching on the sequel as much because obviously we don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played that or is waiting to see what happens within the show. Yep. So I guess the history of The Last of Us um, was created by Naughty Dog um, uh, back in 2013, as I already said, uh, after Uncharted 2, I believe it was yep um which was another incredible game in series uh Na- naughty dog had started branching out because obviously they were they were previously known for things like crash bandicoot and jack and daxter which are great game series but not very much on the scale yeah, very very
1: much like platformers cartoony yeah like uncharted was really their sort of foray into sort of the more realistic settings a bit more character and narrative sort of based storytelling
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. And then Uncharted, for example, was um, was exactly that, and I think it gave us a an idea of actually a story to get invested in. Yeah. While well, I mean, while the Jack and Daxter series has a story, Crash Bandicoot really doesn't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the best one, I love those games, but you know, I can pick it up and play it whenever I want and don't feel I've missed anything. Um, yes, yes. So Jack
1: and Daxter was kind of, I mean, Crash Bandicoot was kind of always its own little thing. And Jack and Daxter was, I think all of Naughty Dog's uh, games have always sort of whirled their inspiration on their sleeves, but Jack and Daxter in particular was very much the Zelda meets Mario world.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and that was about obviously in the PS2 era when obviously technology took on from, you know, when Crash Bandicoot was in the PlayStation 1 platformers were all the rage because that's the kind of game you could get in that obviously there was there are exceptions to that I'm thinking Metal Gear Solid you know those kind of games that kind of broke the mold um but Jack and Daxter really took advantage of that kind of you know open world 3d platformer Zelda Mario 64 all those kind of games that were coming out at the time and took that on but the step between that and Uncharted, uh, Drake's Fortune, the first one. It's huge. Huge. And I remember playing that for the first time and thinking, whoa. Yeah, it this? Blew, blew you away. Yeah, Naughty Dog of <laughs> Naughty Dog have come to play. Um yeah. <laughs> literally. Um, but um, yeah, I guess obviously I've talked a bit about our you know, we've played obviously a few of the Naughty Dog um classics as they are. Um what are our gaming credentials i guess people might be asking I mean, how long have, been, have, we, have we been i mean i don't know about you but i've been a gamer pretty much from my life since I was yeah old enough, yeah, so. yeah, yeah same for I, you
1: yeah pretty much i still remember my old man i mean it was my old man that got me into video games um i remember him having doom 2 oh, on, yeah. on, the, on the pc and it having to be installed in four floppy disks that carbon <laughs> that carbon dates me and i my my sort of intro to sort of the video game was always the first person. So you got the Dooms, the Quakes, Quake Quakes, Two, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All, all those games. They were they were fantastic. And yeah. Um, yeah, I was quite late to the console sort of world. I actually didn't yeah. get a, a my first console was actually Nintendo sixty four. Oh Brilliant wow, yeah. console to start off one, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of catching up to do. So as I've gotten older, I've gone through my phase of sort of catching up, sort of what I missed out on, and I've I, I feel like I've I've been picking up on lost time because i've just been a yeah. console gamer ever since and I, yeah I, I exactly always play the new games
0: yeah 100 percent, 100 i'm gonna say i for, for younger viewers or listeners sorry uh, a floppy disc is essentially a three and a quarter inch <laughs> piece of plastic that would hold uh sorry not three and a quarter inch i can't remember how big it is oh it's been so long i used it's i no. Not to give away how old I am, but I still had to have that as an answer on my IT exam when I did IT. So (laughs) that and magnetic tape, which again, I'm not going to, but a floppy disk would hold 3.14 megabytes of data. So for a game to hold four, (laughs) which is essentially the equivalent of nearly 13 megabytes. In fact, it was huge, it was massive. Oh uh, yeah, I, yeah, I started I, But actually... I guess it
1: shows like just how much depth a game back then could have with doing very little. Yeah, hundred percent. And like now it's it's I mean, Christ, half of my PlayStation 5's consoles held by like two or three games, the amount of data they stored. And half of it's if we're gonna rant about something, but half is just patching up the stuff that's not been finished.
0: Yeah, I mean Cyberpunk, looking at you. Exactly. Um Jesus. Um but yeah, you see, I mean, I'm not. I don't. I don't play online a lot. I don't play like Call of Duty or anything of like that. But yeah. when I when I see the new release, there's always a headline going. Call of Duty will be 120 gig on download. He's like 120 yeah, yeah. gigabytes. Yeah, it's like wow, it's crazy. It's crazy. I I so I started with the Sega Mega Drive oh, back nice. in the other day. Sonic. Me and my sister both had one, and uh, she she lived with her mom. But we both. So what we did was we bought different games. And yeah. we would see each other every weekend. So she'd bring, say, Sonic and Streaks of Rage. And I'd have, like, oh, Afterburner Rage. and all those kind of Streaks of Rage. Yeah, great games. And then moved on to, like, Sega Saturn. Just worked really until the very first PlayStation. And I've been a PlayStation kid ever since. Yeah, yeah. Uh, PlayStation 1, Die Hard, uh, With a Vengeance, World. Those were the first two games I got on the PlayStation. And then yeah. that was me, gone. And then,
1: yeah, so. Well, I, I used to be the Xbox fanboy for a while because I got the 360. And I adored that. I I've kind of it was alternated, a good console. I, yeah, I've kind of alternated because I think Gears of War really stole, like, stole mm. my heart for a long time. And then I kind of got back on board because I think I had the PlayStation 2. PlayStation, PlayStation 2. Loved those games, mm-hmm. consoles. Then the Xbox 360. Then got the PS3, which got me into the... And I think Last of Us is probably one of the big reasons that sort of kept me with Sony for such a long time. Yeah, yeah it's the first
0: party games that Sony have that yeah,
1: are... They're so well done narratively.
0: Uh-huh, yeah.
1: And, yeah. Uh huh, yeah, yeah. Last Last of Us was, I mean, if we're gonna sort of jump into our first memories and experiences with that, mm. it, it Great blew me away. That's seamless, that is <laughs> seamless. <laughs> but it, it, it blew me away from a storytelling and just a game perspective because I think we were just touching upon like Naughty Dog's foray into Uncharted and Uncharted 2. Like, Uncharted 2 was something spectacular into itself mm-hmm. i mean yeah, the yeah. the opening train scene um, oh yeah still to this date is one of my favorite video game moments and then the the latter actually the section where you're going through the train to get to where you start off is it's just mind-blowing it's just so good yeah yeah and if if that's the hollywood blockbuster the last of us is more your your oscar winner bafta sort of mm-hmm. storytelling yeah yeah that- story style yeah
0: that's a really good way to put it i mean i've i've just fairly recently i replayed uncharted 2 as part of the legacy of thieves collection um obviously the remastered ones and uh it's still incredible and that's it's it stands and there's a number of games we could probably pick out of our lives that have stood the test of time that no matter when you play them even 10 15 20 years later will stand out and uncharted 2 is one of those and it was obviously evidence evidence that naughty dog were coming to bring some serious muscle to the video game yeah world um so yeah when so i guess when was the first time you played last of us um and what were your initial thoughts
1: well i mean i, I got a day of release um mm-hmm. to be honest it was probably my friend rob shout out rob um hey, rob. Who, <laughs> who was the most hyped for it i mean he'd He's always been sort of my gateway. He should really join the pod at one point for a video game sort of chat, but he, um, yeah. he's he's always had his his finger to the pulse when it comes to sort of video game knowledge and things. And he was talking about this for a long time. Um, and I, as I said, was a huge fan of Uncharted 2 because I actually played Uncharted 2 before I played the first one. So it's okay. kind of weird going back. But um, uh, Uncharted 2 blew me away. I thought that was one of the best games ever. Mm-hmm. And then as we were talking about the last of us the potential that that could be sort of something similar to uncharted was really had me excited for it so i, I purchased it day one and it was a very very different game but in the best way possible yeah because just from the opening you just hooked because initially you start off playing as sarah and you're a bit like okay okay bit of a slow start and then it, the, the momentum and the tension just builds and builds and builds much like the show did and then you're just in it, and you're like, "Holy shit, I am invested!"
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: L- l- let's see where this goes. And just the tension and the character um, development throughout the fi- uh, the game is just fantastic. And the it, gameplay itself is brilliant as well.
0: It is it is as well it is. Uh, so for me, it was. Um, so I never, I didn't have a day one. Yeah, it, it took me a, a bit of time to come around to the Last of Us. In fact, what happened no, was really? I had I had my appendix out. And Oof, I was at okay. ho- I was at home for uh, a, t- a time, obviously recovering yeah. and I had a lot of time on my hands, you know, to watch films, play video games, etc. And then um, eventually I was like, Okay, right, I've heard so much about this, I'm gonna pick it up. And yeah. that was it. <laughs> I just didn't put the controller down until I had to go to bed. And then I'd come I think I completed it in like two days because oh, wow. I-, I was just like <laughs> It was just, well, I had nothing else to do, but it's just, um it was just one of those, like uh, and this is, again, a testament to great video games, that like you don't want to stop playing them. Yeah. Um, there's, there's been a few like that for my life. I look at any of the, I guess, the Metal Gear Solid series or anything like that, where, you know, it's just so rich and yeah. so much to explore and so much to do and so much, um, um, so much investment, like you said, in it, that i it basically, it just it gripped me, and then yeah. my, my wife would come home from work and go, "What'd you do today?" I was like, "Played Last of Us." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what else did you do today? I was like, and then just silence. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but weirdly, because obviously I was all on my own at home, and then obviously this is a game about an apocalypse, so it was just a bit. Yeah. It was a bit. Um. You know cathartic to be like okay i can uh, <laughs> i guess
1: I, quite healing like you're gonna yeah. have relatively good moments where you're you're sort of thinking it fondly about healing and sort of getting better from that that experience with the appendix. yeah
0: yeah exactly and i just remember i remember thinking before starting it, thinking a lot of people have been banging on about this game and usually I, i'm the same usually i have my finger on the pause for video games but for some reason this is just i don't know why it slipped under the radar but my God, I was like, "Where's what, what have I been doing? Yeah. You know? <laughs> this has been, this is incredible. Um, but yeah, I guess to dive deeper into the story of the last of us, I think obviously we talked about uncharted and its story was a sort of expansion for Naughty Dog. I think yeah. this takes that to another level. Oh yeah, I think. big think, I think the story of uncharted is obviously really great for all four and lost legacy as well. Um, but I think Last of Us is unique in how it deals with two characters and yeah. dives so deeply into a world that you can't help but love it.
1: Yeah. Or get engr-
0: yeah. and get engrossed by it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. La- la- Uncharted, um, they've always been your classic Indiana Jones yeah. adventure-esque, like we've got to get the MacGuffin to get to the point from point A to point B. And then there's character drama that goes along suit. The Last of Us, yes, okay, one of the characters almost is the MacGuffin to get the story actually going. But what drives you throughout the game is that character bond and Mm -hmm. the story that builds between those two characters. Um, Because, I mean, the story itself is relatively simplistic. At its core, it's adult father figure, um, young child need to get to X destination. That's really the sum of the parts, but it's everything that goes with it that builds upon that foundation. And it's your journey throughout it. Because I think, as we said, sort of maybe in our first episode regarding The Last of Us TV show is that they spoon feed you the information in the show whilst it's through your exploration and through your own work Mm -hmm. in the game, you get more nuggets about the story. Yeah, And I think that really leads more into... Uh, getting more sort of invested in the story because it's throughout your own exploration it's throughout your own decisions in the game so to speak in what where you're going to go throughout the map through the landscape what you're going to look at things like. because you can if you really want to just barrel on through
0: you can you know, cause yeah
1: because I, I, i've played it like dozens of times now mm-hmm, and yeah. if you if you just mindset to, i just need to get that achievement or whatever just yeah, miss yeah. everything and cut all the corners but if you take the time it's rewarding and there's so few games at that time and still to this day, that don't really have that level of detail.
0: No, and I think that's key in what Naughty Dog have done, obviously, since with other Uncharted, the other Uncharted games, with The Last of Us sequel, is they make you want to take your time and examine the world around you. You want to look at everything. You want to investigate every little corner, every little building, everything, because it's all part of a bigger narrative yeah nothing it no, nothing feels like it's just uh you know copy paste backgrounds here yeah. you know this the all these buildings look the same all these yeah. you know enemies everything's the very same. deliberate yeah everything is everything is done with the idea of driving the narrative and i think part of the main difference as well with the uncharted narratives against last of us is while there is a sense of fret and, you know, adventure and excitement and action with Uncharted. I feel like there is a real sense of stakes in yeah. Last of Us where there isn't so much of in in, on, in Uncharted. Um, no, know, you, you know, you feel like at any moment something could happen, whereas obviously because Drake from Uncharted is a, you know, very much more of a happy-go-lucky kind of Indiana Jones-esque, like you said, character. Yeah. Ellen, uh, Ellie and Joel um you know they don't have that kind of camaraderie that is in the uncharted games immediately it's a very much uh you know you're it's a, you're 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 moving this very precarious package around yeah through the world and anything could go wrong and you know for a fact that there's not only people looking for her uh, people looking for her people looking to kill you that aren't infected infected obviously after you in any corner uh it's just the real sense of danger and obviously and you can say yeah you can play the game if you want to barrel through it and just guns blazing and that can work but on occasion the game will punish you for that because it's yeah. not it's not it's not it's not designed to play that way but you know it's it's built in a way to show you no this is a, there are real dangers here
1: yeah yeah i mean, Some, it's, a, it's a survival game and it's core isn't 100%. it really? you know so item management um ammo management in particular is a huge facet of the game and those extra few minutes. And I guess that sort of leads hand in hand is those extra few minutes that you spend exploring the area could be the difference between getting an extra ammo clip and missing that entirely. And then having to have a much more difficult encounter with any of the enemy types, if it's one of the infected or if it's um, some of the human band of enemy troops yeah, that, that you then either have to stealth past and have a much harder time killing them or being able to actually fight them with some form of firearms.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because um, your ammo and resources are, are finite in the yeah. game as well. So if you miss, like you say, uh, a building, or you miss, say, um, a box or a crate, you're potentially missing valuable resources that will serve you later on when you need them, because there are times when you'll need to fight your way out of things. Uh, crafting benches, all that kind of stuff to upgrade your gear. You yeah. know, it kind of the game does really well to make you slow down and think about how you're going to actually survive this
1: yeah right than... it sorry, gives but... you th- no i was just sorry i cut you off but it, it i mean it gives you also the opportunity to have more dialogue options because there's never a wasted time yeah. even if you go into an extra space there'll be something on the wall there'll be something like on the floor that ellie or joel will interact with yeah that allows you to have further dialogue because th- there's there's um spray paint there's graffiti there's Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of signposting around the the game levels that have been meticulously put in place that the the ai be it ellie or joel and whatever seen, they'll or even Tess early on they'll actually sort of prompt you to interact with that so there's more of the story that you get and just the personal interactions and it's, it's just so well done
0: yeah, as opposed to just your traditional cutscene where it will stop and then they will talk about that thing and then yeah. it'll bring you back into the game. If you choose not to interact with it, you can. You, that's an option for you, but you can. But if, so if you're looking to get the most out of the game and the most out of the story in depth, then you need to really look at the notes and surroundings and see what the world is around these two characters to kind of get a full grasp of what's happened. Um, yeah. Key example being obviously episode 3 of the tv show with uh, frank and bill obviously yeah. vastly different to the game where we meet bill in a city first of all yeah. which is full of traps and bill's on his own um so obviously in the tv show they don't even meet bill you know bill and frank have already um exp- uh, passed away unfortunately um yeah. but we don't find out about frank until we read a note later on you know it's not the way and it's just one example of how the game uses that mechanic to teach you about the story rather than because Bill could have just sat there and said this is what happened to Frank this is where he is this is what happened yada 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 but the game that's it's such a unique way of storytelling that
1: I I think they go through the the very old trope uh it kind of in filmmaking and I I think Something that's been really valuable to the TV show is having sort of Neil Druckmann um, and those who've been involved yeah. in the game be intrinsically involved in the TV show because it's the age old adage "show don't tell." Yeah, show sure don't tell, exactly. And The Last of Us has that in spades. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the TV show kind of has to tell you throughout the narrative perspective of the the television show itself, but <clears> the game it like, it doesn't have to have those deliberate cutscenes to piece that bits together because you've got the freedom to be able to explore, get those notes, piece the story together in the background yourself. And yeah. I, th- I think that adds a hell of a lot more depth because people just in um, sort of real world perspective, people aren't going to tell you their entire backstory the first time you meet them. Yeah.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. You
1: know, you piece it together in real life through a number of different ways. And that's kind of the way you get it in the game just because you interact with these people they're not going to say oh hi i've met you before this is my backstory da, 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 da. let's move on to the next part of the game
0: yeah exactly because then it's just a, it's a long cut scene then or a long period of you just standing there this, having this person list off their experiences to you <laughs>
1: when it's just Here, like, here's my curriculum vitae
0: yeah exactly and there are video games that unfortunately do that, and you know they're massive exposition exposition dumps. Yeah. In game, and you're like Final okay. Fantasies. Yeah. Oh, God, jeez. I mean, love
1: those games, but I know they're, they're great games. I've never been one for them, to be honest.
0: They they are good games once you get get around all the lore <laughs> and story and all this stuff, and you're like, oh, I just want to, I just want to use my spells, man that's that's why I like i think things like is like i don't want to talk to you i'm gonna walk away <laughs> Just yeah like, you can yeah. press exit and go actually no sorry i'm out. um your request is too long for me
1: um if if games don't have a skip cutscene option particularly if you're playing it the second or third time
0: yeah then oh, there,
1: there's something wrong yeah the, 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 the developers are sadists any developers
0: listening to this if you don't have a skip (laughs) cutscene button, and also if you don't have a sell all button for your for merchants then (laughs) get out (laughs) because there's nothing worse than selling individual items oh god anyway um but yeah i i think that's where naughty dog have set themselves apart as like leading developer in terms of story in games yeah obviously i know there's a lot of stuff around you know developer crunch and you know stuff that's happening behind yeah. the scenes at naughty yeah. dog which happens at other um companies as well yeah, you know it's not
1: a not a limited it's not a limited problem thing. unfortunately
0: um so we're we, we are conscious of that but i think they're the quality of the games they produce are far and above beyond anything else
1: Yeah, because I I guess one thing you can say that if if you're going to have a crunch and if you're going to be worked to the highest standard, then at least you've got a good product to stand by and stand next to. Yeah, It would be just dreadfully awful to be working those obscene hours to deliver something subpar or
0: pretty mediocre
1: because then it's just like, at least I can have that on my CV to say I've been attached to that. I may have lost years of my life, but I've made a bloody good game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's worth it if your product, that when at release is, you know, is the best it can be. Looking yeah, at you, still so don't like,
1: condone those sort of work. No, hundred percent, no, way. But
0: like I say, there are other companies who have the similar crunch but don't deliver the same kind of yeah. quality. Looking at you, Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, um, again, any of the EA games? Any? Oh god, jeez, just cash cows. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. For me, the story of The Last of Us, I don't know about you, but it's probably up there with at least easily top 10 video game stories of all time, if not top five.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, the game itself is, I'd say, the first and second, because I, I am one of the few people who actually think I prefer the second one a bit more.
0: I prefer the second one.
1: Oh, well, then cool. We're in the same bandwagon. Yeah. But... I think the second one's fantastic and I, I look forward to a day we get to talk about that. But the first one and the second together, I kind of put them as one unit. Yeah,
0: they are one story.
1: Yeah. Um, and obviously the protagonists kind of change, but when you've put them into perspective of perspective of the Last of Us Part 1, Left Behind, and then Last of Us Part 2, you kind of have an alteration in your opinion who the real protagonist is. Yeah. in In yeah. my opinion. And... I, they're top three if not from a storytelling perspective top top of the lists of my games of all time i i've been very very few times have i had such like visceral emotional reactions to video games mm. recently god of war ragnarok has been one of those experiences i haven't got right i haven't
0: got around to it yet such a good game
1: <laughs> and whilst fu- sorry go ahead
0: so i was gonna say the first god of war for well, the ps4 one um the the Sony one that came out a few years ago, I mean, blew me away. So yeah. I, I can't wait to play Ragnarok at some point.
1: Well, to be honest, I, if we'd jump on the God of War for just a couple of seconds, the first three God of War games I actually found Kratos as a character deeply unlikable and uh, I found yeah. the games kind of so so. Mm-hmm. I know that they were great for a fun sort of hack and slash type of game, but it wasn't until the twenty eighteen um Norse setting God of War where I really was like so I love this character. And the development that they put on from 2018 to uh, 2022 Ragnarok just is such a good character development. Like Kratos as a character is just so deep. And I'd love if we have an opportunity because I think at some point they're looking on making a TV show for Amazon. Yeah, yeah. That, that, oh God, I hope that that delivers anywhere close to what The Last of Us TV show has been doing. Because that that could be so good if done right
0: well i guess i guess that brings me on to one of my questions i was gonna have obviously the last of us tv show has been quite widely acclaimed rightly so it's it's a very good show it's a very good adaptation of a show and in in terms of uh, ian has brought this up before in another episode um about how far you should go with adaptation really as in a balance between strict this is what happens in the this so this is what has to happen in this yeah or the other way where you just completely ignore the source material and do your own thing um yeah i think this tv show finds the right balance between yes. the two 100%. And so and i guess other tv shows i think do you think other tv shows and other video game properties are now looking at last of us going right okay that's how we do it because obviously and and it's something I think for a long time is you can't tell video game stories in a film format they need to be over a series because that's no. yeah it's just not how they work
1: i I 100 agree um I it to sort of chuck my hat into the the ring when it comes to the adaptation debate I think that if you're gonna adapt something then you should adapt it to the source material I think if you're gonna if you're going to make a story and then just use the characters, and the names, then you should just say that rather than say we're going to make an adaptation because you're not adapting anything. You're just yeah. taking the properties and the characters and just doing whatever you want yeah. and having no respect to the source material. And I think it's it's been noted that more often than not, those have ended up being failures because, I mean, whilst The Witcher show was popular in the first season, that's because of all the promises that were made of being keeping it to the source material and then even now the star himself is leaving the show
0: well yeah this because is because
1: he's not been happy with the course direction um, and i think every resident evil adaptation which is a, frankly a huge inspiration to the last of us yeah yeah mm-hmm. those those games massively inspirational to this as a, in in terms of how the game plays um, every single adaptation of the uh, resident evil have been absolutely atrocious because they've devoided any facet of the, the original games' yeah. story or premise—I mean, Christ—the the Wes Anderson one, not Wes Anderson, very, Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> very different movies. I love them. Um, just every I, sh- I would every actually quite like to see an adaptation. Every
0: of that. shot is just a yeah. static shot, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you've got and Francis McCormand colors.
1: and Bill Murray fighting. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pastel color.
1: Frank, frankly, I think there would be better movies. But I the Paul thought, W. I, oh,
0: I'd watch that. Wes Anderson, if you're
1: listening. How much money do you want? <laughs> I'll get it together. <laughs> we'll do a crowdfunding. Yeah. But um, Paul W. Anderson's Resident Evil movies were abysmal. I don't care. People say they've liked them. I think they're abysmal. And I don't understand how they made, I think, seven or eight of them. Yeah, Awful for awful movies. Yeah. I, um,
0: I kind of had a bit of love for the first two. Because I was like, oh, the Resident Evil, you know, and they're just silly. But then they got to, like, Retribution and Afterlife and all that stuff. I was just like, what are you doing? Just...
1: Oh, I don't God. want to see 28 Mila Jojovic fighting nonsense monsters. It's just yeah. ugh, awful.
0: I know. And it's like you just make the monsters, which are really scary back in the Resident Evil day. I remember playing Resident Evil the first time. Uh, God, in the 90s it would have been. Yeah. Resident Evil 96, I think it would have been, the first one. Yeah. And obviously you, anyone looking back now goes, the graphics are terrible. But Jesus Christ, it was scary.
1: Yeah. And, the and, first- and those tank controls probably made it worse
0: oh yeah that's, that's yeah yeah you have to turn in at 90 degree angles <laughs> that was a playstation 1 kids <laughs> tomb raider was the prime example of that one we had to yeah oh tomb raider you had to angle your jump specifically or you died every single it was time. it was a classic it was a classic dino crisis as well one of the yeah, best games ever yeah. silent hell all those games you know they were proper scary games and i think going back to what you said they are the basis for where The Last of Us comes from.
1: Yeah, um, where well, every enemy is a is a is a genuine threat, even the the lower tiered ones, and they really take that from Resident Evil.
0: Mm. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And I think, yeah, you can see a lot of influences in the game. But I guess what we can talk about now is what has been influenced by The Last of Us since. I think The Last of Us coming on the scene ten years ago has basically completely changed the landscape in terms of how video games are presented to the gamer now and what gamers actually want and can get from a video game um prime example being sony's own first party games we've just mentioned god of war um it's about how the narrative is told for the game as well as the action in the game because the gameplay in god of war is amazing well. Oh well yeah fighting yeah. in God of War is just one of the most incredible things you can feel
1: yeah um but storytelling like you say is is definitely become key because if you put into perspective all the games that have come since that have been first party games you've got the God of War the two God of War games that have mm-hmm. come out you've then also got the Insomniac Spider-Man games that have yeah. come out oh, you've geez, got
0: yeah. which
1: is fantastic in is, its own is, right. Is,
0: I cannot wait for Spider-Man and 2
1: again other than um, Into the Spider Verse, probably the best Spider Man story and adaptation ever made.
0: Yeah, 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 agreed.
1: And then you've got Ratchet and Clank, which I know is a kiddie's game, but the the the, the way the way they structure the story and things like that are just—it's And so it's a really, really fun game to play. It's a yeah, really fun game. So much deeper, and it's it's the way they've told the stories, and it's it's the way that I think things like Last of Us really set the bar higher. Mm-hmm in terms of the narrative structure. Because, I mean, God of War, frankly, is, particularly 2018, is the last of us in Norse mythology.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. you've got
1: father figure, child figure, and then the story unfolds. Mm. And it, it, I think God of War was very much, in, it was it, I, everything in that sort of culture, because even the Mandalorian, it was very much the the era of father figure and then young child Yeah. Uh, protagonist going through adventures of the week sort of thing um all very much inspired by lone wolf and the cub um manga from like the 1970s i think that sort of spawned that idea and -hmm. then yeah i think last of us has really just sort of inspired that genre and the and the game sort of storytelling to to up their game because you've got red dead redemption it's obviously not just a sony exclusive but in terms of the narrative um uh, construction it's it's everything is so much deeper and I, I feel that last of us in particular really sort of raised that bar so everyone had to sort of aspire to it
0: yeah 100 percent agree um i think where the last and a shout out as well to games like um ghost of Tsushima and horizon uh, zero dawn and forbidden west as well those are yeah. also great games that have come off the sony i guess brand from the last of us the last of us was i guess the kind of start to all that and and i, I don't want to get into the whole playstation xbox war um because yeah. you like what you like and if you like one that's absolutely fine but for me that's what sets sony apart from the xbox is its first party offerings and its exclusives Great. i don't think i i i find few people would just dis- would disagree that microsoft don't have that hence their attempts to acquisition other
1: brands and other games. <laughs> yeah, um, they're trying to they're trying to buy those parties now
0: yeah and like that's business and i don't know the ins and outs of it i'm not gonna pretend i understand exactly all the legal legalities and what that means for monopolies and stuff like that but i think that's a, for me it's a clear sign that they don't have the product themselves to compete and they've yeah. and i've actually weirdly read an article um from the ceo of microsoft who says exactly that he says they have all those games we don't have those so we need something in our back pocket and it started well it it started with uncharted but the last of us is really where they said right this is where sony makes its mark and And i think
1: the other thing that's really nice is that in a world now where the battle royales and the multiplayer games have sort of dominated the the landscape and the environment for such a long time now I mean, I'm just as culpable. I've I play Fortnite. You know, I am a twelve year old boy at heart <laughs> playing Fortnite. I will emote on someone if I die, and will get equally frustrated if I get <laughs> emoted on. Um, and I, I've played Call of Duty, uh, Battle Royale, Warzone, all those things. I I I, I play them all. Um, I'm not very good at all of them, but I, I'm certainly uh, hooked in, just like everybody else is. But the it's the the shining light, glimmers of hope, like The Last of Us, God of War. Ghost of Tsushima quite rightly added into that list. I've totally forgotten about that brilliant game mm-hmm. um, by Insomniac and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I thought was a great concept for me. It wasn't really my cup of tea because it's more that Monster Hunter type vibe of game, which have doesn't always add for me. But have you played um, Forbidden West? I haven't yet. No, I've only played uh, Zero Dawn.
0: It's it's it takes everything that's good about uh, Zero Dawn makes it. 100 times better and gets rid of all the other stuff that's annoying um it's genuinely i'd I'd say it's a 100 percent better than the first game i really enjoyed the first game but the second one's better it does is one of those that's guilty of side quests that kind of are go from here to here and then come back but the the story and the mechanics are vastly improved and how it plays is just Great I mean, as well. Zero
1: Dawn was a fantastic game. I, so I, I maybe I give it a disservice. It was a brilliant game. Um, hmm. The character, um, what was her name? Aloy. Uh, Aloy. Yeah, she was brilliant. I thought um, the the world itself they built were fantastic. The the dinosaur creatures of the robotics were just phenomenal and breathtaking to look at. The world was rich, and it was one of those games that came out during sort of quite as I like to call it, the muddied period of graphics where everything kind of looked sort of brownish and grayish. Yeah. And this really just hit the color palette with everything. Um, And I thought it really popped in that side of the thing. It's just, for me, I kind of like the the power trip where you get progressively more and more powerful through the game. And then you can just take things down. And this is a bit more methodical than that. So it was a very deliberate game.
0: I get that, and I think, um, I think the second game works on that a bit better. The way you take down monsters is a bit more strategical rather than just, you know, you can hunt it down and take it down. You need to. There are parts where you're like, I can't, I can't do this yet. I need to come back, and then it, it yeah. kind of, it, it it works its world uh, a lot better and a lot harder than it did in the first game. Um, so okay. I'd give that go i'd give that a go um yeah,
1: sold sold i i do ha- i do have a gap now that i need to play i'm playing uh dead space again as, oh is just the um, remake yeah and it's oh, very good and I'm, yeah. I'm, de- I'm dealing with the quandary of the hogwarts legacy where i sit on the fence with it
0: um so and i'm just gonna be honest because i feel like i be honest i have hogwarts legacy i've played it and completed it
1: um well now so, that you've said that, I feel this is a safe space to say that I also have been playing it. Yeah. So um
0: look, like, I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and say, Oh yeah, I'm not I don't have it when I do because I do. Um I was
1: going to lie by omission. Omission, I just... <laughs> yeah. I,
0: like, and I know that obviously there's that's a that's a controversial thing to say. And yeah. you know, given the given given obviously the controversy around J.K. Rowling and her reviews. Um I've been a Harry Potter fan since I was eight when the first book came out. Um, that's how old I am. Um, but um, and I but I don't, and this might just sound like a cop, I don't associate J.K. Rowling. When I think of Harry Potter, she's the last thing on my mind. Her views and her ideas around that are, frankly, horrific, if that's her views. Yeah. Um, and I don't stand by that 100%, you know. All for trans- transgender rights, hundred percent. For me, it's about the game and living my nostalgia. And I know that's obviously not going to be good enough for some people, but that's yeah. I, I can all I can say is that that's it for me. As a game, as, as this is a small review, as a game, it's great for as a Harry Potter simulator for being a wizard, for yeah. being for all that stuff you dreamed a Harry Potter game would be. It is that as a RPG, it's kind of average.
1: Yeah um, I think my, I I am kind of on the average fence because for me I was never the Potter fan um my law sort of character building sort of childhood was all Star Wars yeah. Batman and Lord of the Rings to be honest yeah if uh, into the fantasy world but Star Wars sort of fit all the bill for me it was science fiction it was fantasy um it was badass action you know that that yeah. sort of covered all the bases for me so what um my girlfriend is a huge Harry Potter fan and um my friend Rob again shout out again. I don't know why I'm getting so many shout-outs today, but uh, he's also the big Potter nut and um he's he he in the same vein as yourself. It fulfills that um that uh that journey to be able to feel very much like one of the, the Potter students um mm. and get that deep dive into that world, but then on the actual game itself, I think it's quite light.
0: Yeah, I think once you're once the I guess the Potterness of it wears off, you're left with, like I say, an average RPG. Because I'm currently yeah. replaying Skyrim for the eight, the eighth or ninth time, and I think that's just uh,
1: and that's an immense game.
0: It's just in a much better RPG. You know, it's just yeah. a mu- and it and it's buggy as hell. Skyrim's always been buggy. It's always had glitches and graphics. It, the graphics are never great, and you know, it, but it's it's still. A much better fun game to play you know yeah. and i think that's where it kind of boils down to um but i guess to, i guess to bring us back to the last those, <laughs>
1: big tangent big tangent
0: um that game while you know games might in future might improve on mechanics and stuff and you know obviously we're 10 years on where that was ps3 we're now in ps5 which i think we both have a ps5
1: Yep, yep. Yeah,
0: so obviously, we see the stuff that PS5 can do with haptic feedback and you know, ray tracing and all this kind of stuff that's kind of doing all this crazy stuff. I think when you go back even 10 years from now and play The Last of Us again, you're still going to get that same brilliant experience. Yeah, People, have you played
1: God, the, the remaster for the PlayStation 5 part one? I haven't
0: yet, I because I'm part of me thinks because i bought the remaster for the ps4 i was like i've already bought a remaster but i understand this is quite the remaster
1: i was gonna say i have and i would i would say that it is very much worth it it Ooh, um okay so that's, just from a graphical a recommendation
0: pers- from toby folks <laughs>
1: yeah I, I i definitely would from a graphical perspective it's fantastic i mean it really brings everything that part two did um Plus, from just quality of life in terms of gameplay, um, that side of things. Sorry, my my dog has just run through the door. Um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, but just from a uh, a gameplay perspective, it's it's it it adds all the little quality of life things um, in part two um, that adds to part one now. Um, especially with say the enemy interactions, you know, there's mm. a lot of um, deep enemy interaction mechanics that they added you know there's um far more dialogue between enemy types um and their own sort of ai counterparts um there's far more sort of deeper mechanics i think i mentioned this in one of the episodes before with the clickers you know you can um hold a stalker or one of the other lower infected types um, in front of a clicker and the clicker can grab that instead of grabbing you and will chew on that as you can run past Mm um and it, it's just a lot of quality of life changes i think the graphics improves um it and it just really adds to an already fantastic game so i mean it could just be sort of the nostalgic side of things and the fact that i just love the game but i would definitely recommend it okay and the haptic feedback and that sort of thing is is really quite good too
0: okay you might saw me you might saw me i think i might have to get ragnarok first and then do that um yes but... i'd
1: definitely say in that perspective Get a new game first, then go back to the second uh, to the part one again.
0: Yeah, I have I have heard that the remaster kind of brings things in line with part two and how that works and looks, which obviously
1: plus they add things that I don't know whether or not I can save a spoiler territory. Um, let's just say there's there's characters that were generic in the original that are more identified and more distinct in the remaster that leads into the second one. I don't know if that's enough of a description to convey what I'm trying to express.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get, I, I get what you're saying. I think, I think the the summation of it is, if you haven't played The Last of Us for any for any reason since 2013, and you're looking to do it now, I guess the remaster is where you want to be. You want the best version of the game, um, possible in order to. Get the full experience um and obviously it brings it more in line with how games are these days you know you might yep. you might be someone who prefers you know having not going back and playing something that's 10 years old me personally i still play like the old school mario games and all that kind of stuff so it never bothers me but um yeah. i think the i think yeah part one remaster for, for me it was more a case of there are other games i'm going to buy before i buy that but it's, yeah. It's, I I I'm not going to kid myself. I'm going to buy it at some point. It's just <laughs> it's just um. At what point do I get it? You know, once I've done everything else, because I've got like, Resident Evil Four remakes coming out. and then I've got Silent Yeah. so yeah. Two remakes coming out, and then you've got uh, obviously I've got God of War Ragnarok to think about, and yeah. all those kind of things. So
1: it's interesting you say about Resident Evil Four because I think from a lot of things that i've either read or talked to people about resident evil 4 is probably the biggest inspiration in terms of gameplay mechanics to this one mm-hmm. particularly same with sort of um your partner sort of interactions as well yeah um so it it would be interesting because i actually have never played four Oh,
0: um, interesting uh,
1: so i i'm looking forward to this for that reason plus it's just another resident evil game which is always good um I've been quite fond of Biohazard. Biohazard and, and uh, Village is good. Village were brilliant, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Lady,
0: Lady Dimitrescu in Village. Whoa. She's, <laughs> there's nothing. <laughs> she's she's probably one of the scariest things I've seen. I, mem- I'm, I remember because I, I had the, I got the PlayStation VR when it came out. And, uh, Bio- oh, wow, okay. Biohazard was, I was like, I'm going to play Resident Evil Biohazard on the VR. It's like, <laughs> it's going to scare me. Honestly, it's the most terrifying thing I've ever I, done.
1: Yeah, I have such a mixed relationship with vr like i completely understand the uh draw behind it and i've i've played i've i've played um vr limited at some of my friends houses and i've been to a couple of those um vr experiences where you get all hooked up in the harnessing yeah they're great um those sort of experiences i feel that we're not quite there yet to really capture the magic of it but I've heard nothing but huge um, positives about uh, Resident Evil. Um, so I was quite surprised that Village didn't really go into that as much. Because that was one of the biggest seller points of Bios- Hazard, But um, I get a bit nauseous just in general with those things. Yeah,
0: no, it's un- um, there's only so much time you can play in VR before it becomes yeah,
1: too but much. But I can imagine it's extra intense.
0: Oh, it's so intense. The initial um, cabin part of biohazard in VR. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah, it, I can it, imagine. It, it took me about four hours just to do really that. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> for, for those who haven't played it, it probably it's probably about a half hour sequence. <laughs> like if you play it normal or maybe 45 minutes. If you play it normally before obviously it kicks in. But it, honestly walking through that cabin on my own <laughs> took me about four hours. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um but yeah I think yeah, Resident Evil for the mechanics of that is when well. obviously that that series itself took a shift in mechanics from one to in Nemesis um, to do something really different. And you can see a lot of uh, similarities between the mechanics of that and Last of Us. So it would make sense that that would be an inspiration um, for that. So, yeah, I think like we said before though the resident evil series all those kind of things have been a massive inspiration to this game and i think what it's done since and what it's impacted which we've gone over um already is is immense and continues to do and obviously its legacy lives on with part two uh we've got now got the tv show which is doing really yep. well which is great which is when i don't know about you this is okay it's a question when it was first announced what were your reactions when I was?
1: I was skeptical as hell. Yeah, same. I was same. skeptical as hell because, as we as we've been sort of talking about for the last um, however long, is that it's such a good bloody game. How do you raise the bar from that? Hmm. Because th- when you've got something that's near perfect, how do you? I mean, I guess the idea is that TV shows they want to try and improve upon it for certain audiences. You can't improve it, so the only thing you can try and do at your best effort is to match it and yeah. I feel so far what I've seen of the TV show is that they have been matching that energy mm-hmm. um, I think it's always going to have the difficulty um, in terms of adaptation is that characters aren't going to always look the way, it, I guess it's the same as if you adapt um, the written word into a visual language yeah. you're not always what your depiction of a character is not always going to be what other people's depiction of a character or what real people look like
0: yeah um,
1: and I think Joel and Ellie are burned in my mind of how they should look. I think Pedro Pascal obviously looks very similar, yeah, but he's lost the Texan drawl, yeah, like the Southern gentleman type type of accent, which was always kind of a a turn on for me. <laughs> <laughs> was was always a draw for me. And Ellie, um, I think I got so um, Ashley Johnson's depiction of um, Ellie was such a was so ingrained that Bella Ramsey's doing a bloody good job, but it's it's difficult to get past that, particularly yeah. as the second game moves forward and Ellie becomes what Ellie becomes. Um, I feel that Ashley Johnson and Troy Baker's performances really lead how I perceive them in the show. Yeah, um, 100%.
0: Hundred percent. I think. Um. Yeah. I. I was the same when they announced. Because obviously, how how many times have we been burned with video game adaptations over the years? Yeah. I mean, pick one good one. As the last, however, however long you want to go back, really. Um, there are some that have been kind of okay, but generally, they haven't delivered. I've so heard what,
1: people like the Sonic ones, but I haven't seen either of them.
0: I can imagine they're fun. I haven't seen either of them either, mainly because, um. You know, it's it's not it's not for me that kind of not film, your cup of tea anymore. Not yeah. my cup of tea. I get that. Me, me too. Uh, yeah, but like you know, but then but then again, I'm more, I'm going to go see the Mario movie, and I'm gonna. So, you
1: know, <laughs> yeah, just, I think we're watching that though for, what, just to cross-examine yeah, it. Though, I just we? want to
0: see what the hell is going to happen. So yeah. yeah, I think we are going to do a review on the Mario movie at some point when it when it's out. Um, but like, you no, know, the last one I remember seeing was um that I kind of enjoyed was Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah, that um, was good. It was good. Um, but it's nothing like, obviously, the games. So it's... No, um, not at all. You know, so it's kind of like, again, that question of adaptation, and it's got all the characters and stuff in it. And I like what they did with the world and how the Pokemon live within the world with the humans, etc. But But... Um, apart from that I can't really I mean Assassin's Creed was not great you know no, that was a uh, the Resident Evil films we've already mentioned Yeah, I kind of have a soft spot for the first Silent Hill film even though it's not great is I that, like
1: it? the first Silent Hill film as well yeah, I think that's actually a pretty good game uh, pretty good film sorry yeah that's awful Yeah,
0: that's awful. Kit, Kit that, that was a
1: straight to DVD I forgot
0: Kit Harrington was even in that <laughs> and so is um, <laughs> what's her name from Carrie Ann Moss from Matrix she's in that I was like I forgot oh, you were even in this God. Um, big names um, but yeah, I think I was skeptical when The Last of Us came out for that reasons. Like, please don't ruin something I love dearly and hold close yeah. to my heart. And I'm really glad to say that as yet they haven't. I I know what you mean about the the text and draw. Obviously, that's kind of Joel's bread and butter, and it's very very lovely to hear. But also, Pedro Pascal is very nice to look at. So you know, he is swings he is. and
1: roundabouts. He is um, a, a hunky daddy.
0: Yeah, he he really is. Um, <laughs> and I want to just echo what you said about um troy baker and ashley johnson so i think voice actors obviously ashley johnson i knew from i know from critical role as well and yep. you know troy baker's Fox, been in yeah, vox machina as well vox machina she's in machina, yeah. she's also in blind spot which is quite a fun tv show actually to watch um um she's she's a tremendous voice actress Voice actress, and he's he's incredible. He's in Death Stranding as well, which yep. is a fantastic yep. video game.
1: He's um pretty much a a, a shoe in to replace Mark Hamill if uh, Mark Hamill ever decides, and I think he has done now with Kevin Conroy. Yeah, to replace Joker to replace the Joker because he played him in Arkham Origins, which I thought was a bloody good game. Yeah, um, god, gotcha. yeah, Arkham Origins I thought is Troy good. Baker did a bloody good job with that as well. um mm. He's so yeah, good. He's he, so he, good. They're both fantastic, and I think that's something with this game as well as if it's more about raising the bar the voice acting yeah was just so outstanding and um nolan north with um uh, nathan drake nathan in the drake, uncharted yeah. games was a was a very high bar initially set by naughty dog and i feel that last of us just expanded on that and it's also nice that nolan north came back as the uh, the creepy cannibal yeah. Oh, guy, God, David. yeah
0: Yeah. so he does yeah I forgot about that Nolan north king he's 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 a great there's but again this is i guess this is my point i think well obviously Nolan North does a great job in uncharted and as in other stuff since i think the last of us really brought to prominence because of these two specific role performances which are so good yeah how good voice actors can be how important voice acting is to your game having the right voice actor in the right role because try try Baker Ashley johnson smash it 100 yeah well i think game. even
1: maybe um we're giving them a disservice in the sense of just calling the voice actors, actors because they were mo-capped as Mo-ca- well they were the they actors are, they are
0: brilliant actors they, yeah if you think...
1: everything that they did was mo-capped so i guess the whole i think that's something else was that this game basically was filmed as a as a film yeah you know all, all the set pieces were you know, it may have been on like grey screen or green screen or whatever they use for game uh, development, but everything was mocapped, and you know they were in the little gimp suits with the lots of dots on their faces and stuff like that. um So all those scenes, and I think that's probably what adds a lot of depth to it is hundred yeah, percent. I yeah. guess in sort of the production of it, it was very much filmed as a film. Yeah, so, they're,
0: they're not just standing in a booth, yeah, lines. Yeah. You know, they're they're acting out. They're actually in the story themselves yeah,
1: and they're, they're interacting with each other they're emoting together so i guess you add a lot more depth to that And you kind of almost feel to yourself why bother adaptating uh, adaptating adapting it to a tv show when it was kind of filmed that way in the first place
0: yeah yeah it's it's true it's a good it's a, it's a good point um i think uh, for anyone who wants to there's, there's some really good behind the scenes videos of the last of us as well you can watch where you can watch how the put the sequences together in the game it's really really well done yeah and incredible it, there's there's a moment in part two which obviously i won't go into many spoilers but where there's a guitar scene and my emotions oh i can't it's too soon um <laughs> but there's a behind the scenes version of that where you can where ashley johnson's actually playing and singing yeah That and it's just like it's incredible how they capture that because they could have just done it on computers but that's where that's where the difference is that's where naughty dog have really thought about how do we make this like something special and i think what they do with while they did a lot of that in the first one i think going back to your analogy from the very beginning is if the last of us is part one is the film that was nominated for an oscar last of us part two is the one that wins all the oscars because it's that deserving so obviously we won't go into it, but the last of us part two, might it for me is the better of the two, and that's not a disservice to the first one. It's just how good the second one is for me that yeah. I can't describe, I can't put into words how I've never felt that way playing a video game as I did playing part two. No, I, ever.
1: So so many conflicting emotions in it. Um, I, it you, you you hate, you love. you're you're sad i mean you feel all this yeah yeah. i mean you you go through all the i mean it's it's if if you needed a grief counseling for a game i think that would probably be quite a good yeah because it's it's so deep and it's it's basically two games that fuse into one and it come to it so and it gives you the opportunity to come to your own conclusions yeah um and everything everything that this game the second game succeeds on it was initially built in the first one so i think you, the second one is only so good yeah because the first one was such a phenomenal foundation for it to be able to build off on
0: that's very true very true the first game really is for for that game and many games after it is def has been the stepping stone for many great things that have happened yeah. since and i think it's it's just special. There's no other way to describe The Last of Us, one and two. But one is just special. It's just a special game. It is. It is. It is. And I think that's all we can really say on it. I think that's. I think that's kind of all we have time for this week. Um, yeah,
1: just go play the game.
0: Just if you haven't played The Last of Us and you've been thinking about it and you've never got around right to it, take it from Toby and I. Go and do it. It'll be great. And the first it... one isn't that long. Really, comparatively, no, not really. But, About
1: nine, ten hours.
0: Yeah, It but it'll be the one of the best nine, ten hours you will yeah. have of your gaming.
1: Here's he's a question for you, though, Chris. Sure. Just before we do wrap up, is if you hadn't played the game, would you have opted to play the game first and then watch the show, or would you watch the show first and then play the game?
0: Uh yeah, probably would have played the game first. I'm one of those people that needs to do things in purist. a certain order. Yeah, purist. Yeah. So I, okay. I'm like, I okay. can't. So, for example, you you told me that you played Uncharted 2 before you played Uncharted 1, and my eye twitched a little bit. <laughs> um, I was like, How can you do It's like people really go, Oh, you know, I've seen, I watched like the last episode. I was like, What do you mean you watched the last episode? I
1: I, I never do that, but no, so, but you get some games. People that go, I, get, oh, yeah. I
0: watched like, I started at like episode five, and got, I couldn't get into it. I was like, Of course you couldn't, because you're five episodes in. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> But no, Uncharted Two and Uncharted One. When obviously you know Uncharted, there's not a lot the transition from one to two, so it's kind of yeah. different. But yeah, for me, I'm one of those that would have to play the, the the game first. What about you?
1: Um, I think I'd probably be in the same. But then I could just be speaking from a bias of having played the game now.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um,
1: but I, I guess it's whatever medium you've got more accessible to you. I think. Uh, you, you're gonna have the same difficulty so we're i guess fr- we're from the bias that we know how the game is so we hold the game uh we hold the TV show to the game standards whilst yeah. if you've watched the show first that would be your um exposure in your your bar to set the game to yeah it's... and I, I think the game would probably deliver more but it, I guess it's how you've initially interacted with those characters <clears throat> excuse me so if you if you if you just take it on pedro pascal's and bella ramsey's portrayals then that's how you see those characters and it's how you judge uh troy baker and ashley johnson
0: yeah it's a very interesting point because um obviously lord of the rings for example seen the films many many times since they came out i've only just started reading the books Ooh. yes i've never read the books. so obviously in my mind when i'm reading the books i picture ian mckellen elijah woods sean astin billy yep. boyd all, all those kind of people so when i'm reading the book and aragon speaking or boromir or legolas i'm seeing those people and obviously i'm whole i'm imagining the the sequences as they are depicted on screen so obviously the minds of moria sequences yeah. None of the Tom Bombadil stuff because he's not in the films. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Yeah, true. As I was like, obviously I knew he was in the book, so I was just like, there's there's a lot here, there's just not taken yeah. into There's
1: like four or five pages worth of singing that you can literally just skip if you yeah, want to.
0: It's like, okay, okay, another dwarven song. Right, okay, yeah. keep going. Um, <laughs> um but for me for me it doesn't detract from either. You know, I'm enjoying the books as much as I enjoy the films. The films yeah. are there and the, and I think I think really if the quality of both is good, you'll enjoy both. And I think True. that's the bottom line here is the video game is great, the TV show is great, whatever order you're doing it in, you're gonna get something out of both. So that's nice. what
1: I'd say about it. Nice. I agree.
0: And I think that's a good way to wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. So um Thank you, Toby, for joining me. It's been really good chatting video games. Um, yes, it's been nice. Thanks, yeah, Chris. We'll do it again. We'll um, we'll get and we'll have our discussion on the leftovers at some point for sure. Oh yes, yes, oh yes, yes. Uh, if you haven't, also if you haven't, if no one has watched leftovers, go and watch it because apparently Toby and I are the only people we know that have ever watched it. So yeah. <laughs> go and watch More it. More fool everybody else. Yeah, I know. So, um, but thank you, of course, to all of you who are listening. Um, we do really appreciate you tuning in every week. Um, we will have our normal regularly scheduled programming of the last of us uh tv show uh review of the latest episode which is called kin i believe and i believe stars the aforementioned troy baker and so look forward to seeing him he's he's a very good looking man in real life as well so um so yes look forward to that um but yeah kin episode six which came out last week obviously we will be releasing this uh our review on it on tuesday once ian are back um you can please remember we are on spotify and apple podcasts google podcasts and now on soundcloud so you can find us there at the phantom zone if you want to go back and listen to a lot of our other episodes, including a very good one the three of you did last week on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, which I enjoyed listening back to. Um, and give us a like or a follow or a review, or if you want to reach out to us, you can do it Instagram or Twitter at the Phantom Zone Podcast. And Please get in touch and let us know what you think or if you've got any questions. Um, and we might have some exciting news to share as well soon. Maybe a new website that we're looking dun, 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 dun. at. Um, but until then, Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.